Hi there, my name is Jessica Crow. I am the founder of Apogee and I am the host of Change Leader Insights, which is a podcast where I get to interview people from all walks of life, different backgrounds, industries, levels of expertise, and all about change, uh, how they think about change, organizational change, leading change, inspiring people to change. And today I have with me Kimberly Eubanks, who is a Senior Director of Organizational Effectiveness at VF Corporation. Thank you so much for being here. She has 25 years of experience in change management. You're also a certified leadership coach. You have your CCMP, which is a, a change management, certified change management practitioner certification. So lots of experience. And I'm just really excited to have her share her story with you because every time I connect with Kimberly, um, I learn a lot from her. So Kimberly, do you mind just sharing really quickly a little bit about how you got into change management, organizational effectiveness, where you work, um, just so, so everybody kind of has a context of who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jess. I appreciate um, being a guest today and I, as well as you, um, appreciate the engagement that we always have, right? Because you are such a fantastic, I think, connector. And I really appreciate that about you. And I and I love the show. So um, thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, so just a little bit about me, right? My, my background, to your point, more than, you know, 20 years of experience um, in business, retail, financial, um, fi financial, uh, industries and just love the idea of people, right? And I love to figure out how people think. And this goes back to even my early years of being in school. I was going to go to college for uh, psychology and I decided mm -hmm. not to major in psychology. And, but my desire to understand the human mind always remained, right? Yeah. So the connection there is, is that change management is all about mindset and mm -hmm. behavior and the way that people think and, and go through things. And so it was a natural um, connection that I didn't see until later in my career. I think it was probably 10 years ago, I had this epiphany like, about oh. my my, right. My joy of, you know, psychology and the human brain and neuroscience, et cetera, and the connection to how I wound up in change management. So um, <laughs> let me give you a little bit of background. I have uh, worked in various organizations, uh, Fortune 500 companies, and have have a background that started in really and truly the operational side of business. Mm -hmm. So I started with understanding technology. I have a supply chain background. I have merchandising background. So a part of the buying team uh, stood up various um, st stood up various stores across the country um, for a former retailer. And so I have business background, but mm -hmm. also technology background, as well as process background. So it, all yeah. of that together, right, created this um, unique opportunity for me. And so that unique opportunity came full circle um, while I was at Sports Authority, which is um, a retailer similar to um, most folks will know now, Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah. And um, so during that time, I had an opportunity to share my 
uh, metrics of we're not getting folks to adopt technology projects, right? So they mm -hmm. were still having shadow access databases, et cetera. And so my intention of going, and I found this company called ProSci, right? Mm -hmm. and they were just, you know, here in Colorado and, and I was here. So it was an easy drive for me. I didn't have to go out of town. It didn't cost anything to travel, right? Um, and so I learned about change management through ProSci, but understanding I'd already been working in quote unquote change management because I was trying to understand how we could get better adoption. That was my outcome. Mm -hmm. How do I get people to stop using access databases and use the technologies that we've invested in? Yeah. And yeah. So that was my problem I was trying to solve. Well, I enter into uh, ProSci training and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, these are my people. They yes. understand. And so that's where I got introduced into actually just change management as a discipline. Yeah. Right. And so taking that training and bringing it back into the organization and from there, just you know, leveraging the the foundation that I started out with, but now my mantra is I'm not tied to a methodology. I yeah. meet people where they are. Yeah. And that for me is the most important part of the work that I do every day, even with organizational effectiveness, right? So you talk about team effectiveness, process management, you talk about organizational design and development. All of those aspects all require a people element. And in order for me to be good at what I do, I have to assess what the organization needs. Yeah, And that's my foundational model is I just meet you where you are, taking the tools and the techniques that I've learned over time and translate them into what's going to get the best outcome for the organization that I'm I'm working with. And in this case, in this instance, and in this time of my life is VF Corporation. Yeah. Right. Where we have many brands and uh, many global brands. Yeah. Yes. Global brands of Timberland and Vans and the North Face and Dickies, Napapuri, Smartwool. So all of these different brands that um, require some level of nuance. Right. Yeah. And, and when you throw in the regionality with that as well, you get additional nuance. So this idea of meeting them where they are becomes times all of that, times the brand, <laughs> times the region, times the function, you know, yeah. all of those different perspectives. So, um, and, and that requires a lot of agility. And yeah. I know that's a word that, that folks use a lot, but truly it requires a lot of agility to be a global brand and, 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 you know, a global leader because our, our company definitely is out in spaces that, you know, from our sustainability and um, the work that yeah. we do from an environmental standpoint, we are definitely um, uh, on the cusp of, of many uh, different components of retailing that weren't thought about 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. And so um, that requires a, a different level of, of agility and we have to be flexible in what we do and fluid. So um, those are words that I that I try and use often. But we also have a foundation in consistent. 
in yeah. certain processes and the way the ways that we work. So it's a it's a delicate balance of agility with consistency. Yeah, to be as innovative as VF is, you would have to be an individual that sort of embraces that level of agility and can adapt quickly and pivot. And, you know, from the conversations we've had, I, I know that you are doing that on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Your, your title is organizational effectiveness. You were trained through ProSci, which by the way, I love that you said you had that epiphany because I went through ProSci's training too and was like, oh, now I get it. Like, these are all the yeah. things I was doing and it's just, here's the container for which I can move forward. But describe a day and, and, you know, with the title of organizational effectiveness, what you're saying is you're meeting people where you're at. So whether it's OE or change management, you're there to meet a need. Um, can you describe a day in the life of, of Kimberly Eubanks, right? What is it, you know, you've got regions and, and companies across or uh, brands across the globe and all different people to work with. What is, describe your day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what does it, it look it, like? Yeah, I, I will tell you one, number one, VF is an awesome organization to work for. I yeah. absolutely love not only the people that I work with, but I love the company and what it stands for and yeah. the purpose that we have, the mission that we fulfill. Um, so that's number one, right? I'm, I'm at a point in my career and in my life where the work that I do is not saving lives, but I love what I do. Right. Yeah. And I think that's important to, to have that um, desire to get up in the morning and actually go to the place that, you know, you, you work and feel good about it and, and you're happy and you're excited. I mean, um, that's that's part of what makes doing this fun. Right. Is is the fact yeah. that you like it or not. Um, I would so challenge, that, though, that you're not saving lives because you're saving the planet. Therefore, you're saving lives. So the work that. I, yeah. So. You actually are. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. You're right. I love the F. <laughs> um, but a day in the life for me is one that's different daily, right? Because mm -hmm. the point of we are global and we have multiple brands um, working on multiple projects on any given day, mm -hmm. as well as you know, stepping in into the places that, that require support. And um, as, as many people may know in an organization, the size of BF, we have change going on constantly. And yeah. so just sharing from a OE perspective, we cover off on multiple aspects and uh, functions within the OE umbrella. So mm -hmm. it's change management, it's business process management. Mm -hmm. It is um, also organizational design. And mm -hmm. um, so with all of those comes this aspect of uh, the support. And we, we channel and challenge daily, right? So we're looking at what is it that's coming in to our queue and we have to assess and determine, okay, what is the impact for the organization and the value that it's going to bring? So it's not a free-for-all. It, it's, it's, we really do have um, metrics and measures and criteria to say, what is it that we're gonna focus our resources on? Because we have to be um, fundamentally sound in uh, are the things that we're supporting really adding value to the organization, especially when you're working with 
um, a, a team that is lean, but also very much needing to be efficient and effective. So um, my day can be driven by what comes in or it's driven by the things that we already have in our portfolio, which our portfolio is extensive again, yeah, because for brand, so many brands, regions and the various functions. So um, it's, a, it's a fun day, but it's, it's full of diversity. It's full of yeah. you know, that, that what you said about being um, very, agile and in in adaptable is is really true yeah how tell me a little bit about the team structure so you've got you mentioned um organizational effectiveness change management business process um org design how big is the team that you sit on and then yep. do you have um like dedicated resources that are embedded in the different brands and businesses or you know, are you in a consulting role? Are you in a hands-on role? I mean, at your level, I would imagine it's yep. more of an oversight, but do you have people on the team that are doing the activities on behalf of, or how do, what does that look like? Yeah. So our organization is, um, very lean. Um, but we also employ what we call change resources within the brands and the functions. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we have a, a very much a um, brand led model. So meaning mm -hmm. we go in and we find our change champion or change sponsor within yeah. the brand and we leverage those folks to help move right the needle and to mm -hmm. ensure that the change is, is not only adopted, but it's also sustained, reinforced and sustained. Mm -hmm. So we leverage more of a model of using our internal um, brand and region resources. Got it. Are they full-time yeah. dedicated to enabling the change or are they volunteers and this is a special opportunity and do they spend, you know, is it based on the change itself or are they in the role for a year? Man, what is it? Cause it sounds like a community of practice and you're the center of yeah. excellence a little bit is how I'm thinking with my change management hat, but it's it's definitely a community of practice and the resources it's based upon the change right for some people it's a gig for a period of time for uh -huh. some it's a where they're doing it full time and there for some it is um a a special opportunity or a special project yeah that they're leveraged for and we use them in a more consultative form where we say okay we're going to leverage you for 25% of your time yeah. over this period of time for some folks, it becomes, we need you, you know, an hour or two a week because it's simply needing someone within the region to help push the change, to help mm -hmm. us accelerate the change. Mm -hmm. So we don't need them to be as hands-on, but we need them to be the influencer, right? Yeah. In, in yeah. that particular space. Um, so it just depends upon the change, but yes, we, we leverage um, folks in all of those capacities. Got it. I've seen a lot of success with, you know, it, in my own experience working on the industry side and then with clients, I think people do like being tapped for those roles in some ways, especially people who are growing in their career yeah. or are new leaders, because then it gives them an opportunity to acquire new skills, to flex as leaders, to connect with people they may not normally be connecting with to be subject matter experts. So I love that that is how you have structured it within VF. And I can imagine it's effective um, for the reasons that you just described. The, you know, so 
it sounds like there's a big portfolio too with lots of change. I'm sure there's transformational changes happening all the way down to the smaller changes. Yep. How do you prevent change collisions from happening or do they happen and you just navigate through that? Do you have a, a portfolio view in your role or what, what do you do? Yeah. So two things. One, um, we are looking at that overarching portfolio view across the enterprise. Um, it's not in its in its maturity yet, but in the absence of that, yes, we have to navigate around the collisions because they happen. Yeah. Um, and and also we have to get the fact that the brands have changed that they're putting change mm -hmm. that they're driving. What the enterprise also has changed that it needs from the brands, right? Yeah. And so you have this this um, intersection of okay, we all have to understand what's going on within the brands and then layer in the regions, right? Because regionally, yeah. there are some things that are required within a region that, you know, in Europe, that's not required in Asia, right? Yeah. Or vice versa, or in the US. So all of those um, components become significant for us to manage through. And right now it's, it's mostly navigation Mm -hmm. through those things, but we're having the discussions around what does a portfolio oversight and governance look like at VF and what does that yeah. look look like? And, and in my former life, um, we had these change impact sessions, right? Where mm. we brought folks together from around the enterprise to, to understand what's happening across the enterprise, what's happening within the divisions Smart. and what happened, right? So that you understand the, the intersections, the potential collisions, the dependencies, mm -hmm. and, as well as you're able to manage how much we're actually putting into the system, right? Mm -hmm. Because think about it, change overload, fatigue, you know, all the words, burnout, all of that becomes very real. And if you can certainly begin to trace back some of that, some of the pro productivity loss or reduction to some of those things, because we haven't done a good job of saying, okay, yeah. this is an eight ounce container. We are filling it with 12 ounces. So yeah. it's not going to fit. Right. And so all of those real conversations um, are starting to, to happen within um my leadership structure so that we can we can bring that forward to our ELT and things of that nature to make some recommendations right around how do we start yeah. looking at this from not only just the factor of of the technology overload but really talking about the people side of this right that there's only so much capacity folks have and everybody's capacity is is different yeah, and, you know, making the that real conversation, having that real conversation and making some real decisions around that. I'm really excited to hear that you're having conversations like that at VF. I was going to ask, how does this come up? Does employee well-being come up? Does their capacity for change and, you know, is burnout something that is talked about? So it sounds like the answer is yes, based on what you're saying and how it's starting to become more um, there's dots are being connected in terms of yeah. the impact too much change and then how it impacts productivity and probably, you know, 
health and wellness and well-being and, exactly. and morale and resilience, all of those things. So that is really exciting to hear. Uh, that's it's it's difficult to uh, connect those dots sometimes too, because there are factors outside of the organization. I think you said everyone kind of can has a different level of capacity. There's things that happen in our lives and our communities right. that affect our ability to take on change. So navigating what is that balance, I'm sure is a, you know, that's sort of the new frontier or maybe the, the future of change management. How do you do that? Um, but I'm glad to hear that it is a topic of conversation and I, you know, keep me posted on what y'all learn and figure out because then I can learn from you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, and I, I'm with you. I, I do think it's a new frontier for um, us to start to not only have the discussion around, but be able to share um, frameworks and techniques yeah. around how we navigate it, but also how we measure it. Because I think yeah. that's one of the, the biggest, um, unlocks is when mm -hmm. we measure in change management, because yeah. what begins to happen is, is that we can now tie it back to no real quantifiable. Here is what yeah. we're, we're actually, um, we're improving, we're, um, increasing, you know, those yeah. the words that folks like to hear, um, we're making more efficient, so those kinds of, of um, metrics, I think, will will help in these discussions as we yeah. move into the future. I totally agree with you. Well, and you have been practicing and been doing change management for a long time. Tell me a little bit about how you've seen the practice, the profession evolve mm -hmm. over the last couple of decades and recognizing metrics and focusing on um you know, the people side is going to be, is going to continue to be important. Maybe walk us through what yeah. you've seen and where you'd like it to go even. Yeah. I think um, the first change that I would say I recognized is us going from these change management is only tied to technology. Right. Projects, right. Like the, yeah. the from, Oh, change management is only thought about once it's time to launch a technology yeah. project. Okay. Well, that you know, evolved into, no, we need to be brought up front, right? And some of the, even the assessment conversations around mm -hmm. who our technology partners are and, you know, being a part of the strategy formation, yeah. right, around these projects. So that's, I would say, the the first thing that I would say I, I noticed that's changed over time. The second big thing is that we are thought about as thought partners, right? And yeah. thought leaders. So we lean into not only having the uh, expertise in the people side of change, but we understand the change in totality. And yes. I, that has helped the discipline become more and more um, engaging with leaders and leaders have more confidence that this is not just fuzzy stuff, right? Or so, just soft skills. Yeah. Soft skill, you yeah. know, and, and that has been a challenge and a barrier. And I think the more we chip away at that by being those thought partners and to your point, by bringing forward, you know, those metrics that'll continue to be a big thing and, and to also tie back to the results that, um, organization see, right? And, and knowing that change management had a role in that. I think that um, is huge. And then I would say the, the third component for me is, is the fact of how we have really leveraged 
process to understand the gaps in mm -hmm. um, not only technology, but when you're talking about even org design, right? Yeah. That when you assess that teams and structures are changing and you assess, okay, well, where's my skill set today? Where's my team skill set today? And where do we need it to be tomorrow? And talk about that and do that gap analysis type of work, which, you know, is fundamental to what we do from a change perspective, because that's really at the heart of from to, right? Where we're going yeah. from, where we're yeah. trying to get to. And I think that, you know, really leaning into that has really um, been a shift for the discipline. And so yeah. that, that's been great to see. And then of course, agile, right. Has, yeah. has had implications on the discipline and, and how we do what we do and being able to, um, come in and relate to the sprint structure and how yeah. we begin to formalize our plans around sprints versus it being, attached to a waterfall type plan, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I think that's been significant and I can't wait to see what AI is going to do to, to impact the profession. I mean, right now, if you think about it, the way that we write communications yeah. is already, right? Seeing some significant um, shift for us in, in the profession. So yeah. I, I think those those would be if I had to say six things, those would be the the top of my list. Yeah, those are all that's a great sort of history to moving forward and AI, especially that'll be interesting to see what shakes out. I totally agree with you. The communication piece does seem to be taking the there's the most synergies there and yeah. finding alignment between um, how to leverage that as a as someone in you know your role. Well, is there anything else about kind of what you do or how you do it, that if someone is thinking about making a career change or wants to get involved in business transformation, organizational effectiveness, change management, like a tip or a recommendation that you'd have for them um, as they start to explore this space? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that I would say, Jess, is to not think about this only as the component of the change management, uh, as yeah. in little change management, right? So like yeah. the methodologies and the tools, that's one component. I, totally. I think, you know, being in the space of looking at change leadership, right? And how we help leaders to become better enabled to help their organizations, their ability to um, lead through change, the ability to um, empathize, in times of change, like really helping them get in and, and leverage the thing that we talked about first, right? So the tools, techniques, methodology, yeah. that that's foundational. But the change leadership component coupled with that, you know, creates great synergy. But I think there's a third piece, right? This idea of uh, how much capability we have, right, or aptitude we have in within organizations, really assessing that and in, in coming to a point of understanding and going back to something I said in the beginning, meeting the organization where it is. Yeah. Don't try and force um, a methodology in its rigidness yeah. somewhere that it can't fit or it won't be successful, right? Yeah. So thinking about those three pieces of the change management, of course, foundationally, change leadership, 
and then the change aptitude of the organization. Those three pieces together, I think you'll, if you can crack the nut on those, you'll have a great change system, no matter what level you're at. You could be in an entry level, first year change practitioner to an expert or master class level. Yeah. Those uh, I love that. I was going to ask, how did you know, how would you describe organizational change leadership? And you basically just did that. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> I loved it. So the foundation, the leadership, and then that aptitude for change. I really think that's, there's no better way to summarize it. So, so thank you for that. Um, it has been delightful talking with you and learning from you and hearing about how VF is structured and how you think about organizing and how you activate and work with your, um, you know, your colleagues to accelerate change and be agile and adaptive while doing so. And I have no doubt that people who are listening in or watching this uh, podcast will feel the same way. So thank you so much for making time to connect and be part of the Change Leader Insights podcast. And um, yeah, I look forward to future conversations with you. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Thank you, Sue Jessica. You have a great day. You as well. Thanks. Thanks.